Welcome to the podcast for St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School Sherman Center that's in Random Lake, Wisconsin, north of Milwaukee and south of Sheboygan. We're pleased to share with you recent sermons and Bible classes from our congregation. We welcome you to join us for Divine Service Sundays at 9.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We have Bible classes currently offered at 8.15 a.m. on Sunday. Join us to receive the Lord's Word and His gifts. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying out, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. But his disciples did not understand these things at first. But when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things were written about him and had been done to him. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Jesus rides into Jerusalem mounted on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Sometimes this scene is called the triumphal entry, victorious King Jesus winning victory in Jerusalem on a Sunday. But it's not all that triumphant in the end, is it? We're leading into Holy Week, a time when we remember the suffering and death of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then we'll rejoice in a week on another Sunday in the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. So it doesn't seem all that triumphant. As a matter of fact, it's Jesus mounted humbly, humbly upon this donkey. He's not coming in as the victorious king on his stallion with his broadsword and, and shield with an armed guard behind him, all of his soldiers with swords and clubs and spears crying out a victor song. Just as Jesus rode into Jerusalem humbly and he won the victory through suffering and death, so the Lord has called you to trust in him even if it means suffering pain, loss, and rejection. That's what he means when he said, whoever desires to come after me must take up his cross and follow me. It means that you have to be willing to be rejected by your friends and family. You have to be willing to suffer the loss of livelihood and income, willing to suffer even loss of life for his sake and for the gospel. That all else be gone, goods, fame, child, and wife, everything else be taken from you, there's always one, there's always one thing left, and that is that Holy Spirit-given trust in Jesus, that he gave you in your baptism, that he sustains for you through the preaching of his word, 
and that he feeds and nourishes by his body and blood at the altar. All else be gone, Jesus will be your king. But like the prophets, like Job, like Jonah, like the people in exile, the people in bondage and slavery, God works all things for faith in him. He doesn't work all things for your health or your wealth or your prosperity. He works all things that you would trust in him. How is your trust today? Maybe you trusted that this Christian congregation would be here in a couple weeks. And so you kind of put it on the side. We're more focused on other things in your life. You see what that's gotten you today. You see, the things that you put your hope and your trust in, God casts away, tears down, levels, destroys, so that you would trust in him and him alone. What about your bank accounts, your job, your pensions, your retirement funds? How do they look today? Probably, probably shouldn't even look. <laughs> you had it all planned out. You knew I was going to retire at this age and I was going to have this amount available and I would live to this ripe old age. All planned out, trusting in your plans. And yet maybe the Lord had something else in store for you. He tells us to teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. That is, to not live in the past, of course, to consider the past, to not live in the future, of course, make plans, but to live in the present, to live now, and to not put our hope or our confidence in anyone or anything to provide but God and God alone that everything that you need for your body and life is given to you by God the Father each and every day, whether you ask for it or not. Trust in him. Maybe you put your confidence in rulers, in those politicians whom God has set in place for you to punish evil and to promote the good. You trusted in them to protect you, to guide this nation and this state, to keep you from all evil, except that's actually trust that belongs to God and God alone. And look at what I got you. While COVID-19 disease was raging in Wuhan, China, and our Rulers, some, and medical professionals were warning this will come even as many as three months ago. We were too busy as a nation considering how to overthrow one ruler and put another ruler in place. And of course, we shouldn't even trust in them, but trust in God alone to, to deliver us from all evil, to protect us from the evil one to save us from sickness and disease.
You see, but your trust in rulers got you. You can, of course, think of many more examples, things that you trusted in. Legacy, tradition, the farm, government, social security. There's no such thing except for security in faith, faith in Christ Jesus. The one who has called you in the midst of suffering to trust in him, to trust that he will act because he has acted. He entered into that city of Jerusalem to win the victory for you, to win a victory that gives you every confidence and hope that you need now in this trying time. That is, you are forgiven. And because you are forgiven, you have eternal life, even now. You are saved from sin that would draw you away from faith, from the devil who would tempt you day and night, even from death, which can't even touch you, because you will see the resurrection on the last day. You see, Jesus would have you trust in him and him alone for everything needed for your salvation, but also trust in him that with that salvation, you know that all things in heaven and on earth and under the earth are being worked for you and for that salvation, that you be kept in the faith, even in the midst of suffering, loss, pain, disease, disaster. Again, it's what Luther calls being a theologian of the cross. Is trusting, not just when things are good and going well, swimmingly, but especially trusting in the midst of suffering, of loss, when it seems that God has abandoned you, that God has forsaken you, that God has cursed you, that God has sent a horrible plague upon you. Even in the midst of that to say, I know what matters. The one thing that truly matters is my Savior Jesus and what he has done for me. What he did for me and what he did for me upon his cross. It wasn't all that impressive. As a matter of fact, it was completely the opposite of what you would expect a triumph or a victory to look like. God's own son dead for you and for me. So right now you might look around and say it seems as if everything is literally going to hell. That the world is falling apart. That society is collapsing. That governments are failing. That economies are going to see depression disaster. And you're probably right. But what does that have to do with your salvation that has already been purchased and won for you in Jesus Christ? He did say, after all, at the cross, it is finished. It's finished once and for all. And it's given to you now in your baptism. And the way that your baptism is renewed 
In the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. The way that that faith is fed and nourished by his holy body and blood at this altar. Now, none of those things are all that impressive either, any more than his cross was. And yet, because they have God's word, they have his promise. And with his promise, you have confidence. And even more than that, you have hope. Hope that's not grounded upon what you have done, the wealth that you've amassed, the job that you've secured, the farm that you've built up. Hope that is not built upon a building, a legacy. Hope that is grounded in the words and promises of God and what they declare. Forgiveness of sins in his name. Humbly, meekly, under means of water and word, word proclaimed, word declared, a word attached to bread and wine. That's actually not easy to believe, any more than it is for you to believe that God is at work in your life even today in the midst of this that we're in. But it's true. It's true. As the people sang, Hosanna, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. That means he comes with all of God's power and authority to save you, even the king of Israel. Hosanna, save us. That was the prayer of those pilgrims in Jerusalem some 2,000 years ago. And that's our prayer today. Hosanna, save us. Yes, save us from economic distress. Save us from societal collapse. Save us from false or evil rulers. Save us from the loss of this congregation. But even more so, save us from the real enemies. Save us from real loss. That would be the loss of our faith. The loss of confidence in our baptism, in the word of forgiveness, in his body and blood. Lord, save us. He has, he will, he always will. In the name of Jesus, amen. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sherman Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.